Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. Today we have with us Johnny Ressler of 1111 Solutions. How are you, Johnny? I'm great. I'm doing really well this week. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm really happy to have you on here. And so we'll just start nice and simple. Please just tell us about who you are and what your company does. Sure. I am the CEO and owner of 1111 Solutions. Uh, We are a marketing consultancy. So uh, that might conjure a lot of thoughts to different people, but essentially we provide on-demand resourcing for all sorts of marketing endeavors. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have 60 consultants working across mostly technology clients. So folks like Microsoft, uh, Intuit, Mm -hmm. uh, F5 Networks, SAP, Concur, uh, Intuit. Okay. And how did you get into that as far as maybe specifically focusing on tech clients? (laughs) Yeah, not a direct path at all. So (laughs) I love to say that I sat down and I had a business plan and thought, gosh, I'm so technical. That's what we should do. This is it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, um, part of it is happenstance. I live in the Pacific Northwest. So I live in the Seattle area, Mm. which means um, you can't throw a rock without running into someone who works at an Amazon or Boeing. Uh, You think of there's really sort of a technology hub here. Mm -hmm. And so when I left college, I did not start in technology, but I did find my way into it eventually from a sales perspective. And then I made the, what people think I moved to the dark side from sales into marketing it's not, I know there's quite, there's quite an idea of mm-hmm. salespeople having opinions about marketers right. and marketing people having opinions about salespeople. Right. And for me, having done both, I was like, wait, we're all on the same page. I'm just here <laughs> trying to help everybody. <laughs> Aren't we all trying to either sell products or services? We're trying to motivate people to do right. things. And so mm-hmm. I think one of the big mysteries in technology is I think we're seeing it now. Mm-hmm. It really is just people, right? right? So you're trying to enable people to make money or save money or do something different. And so I think when you strip away, whether it's cloud services or security or any right. of these other things, and you just get to the nut of it of you got to connect engineers mm-hmm. with product marketers, with et cetera, et cetera. So I found my sweet spot many years ago okay. in the people business. And so mm-hmm. that led to... Uh, doing marketing, it led to doing consulting. And mm-hmm. so ultimately, it made a lot of sense to start my own company and my own consultancy in this space. Okay. Uh, we do work with other folks too. We've worked with entertainers, uh, Seattle Cancer Care, but it's some of it is just the ease of, uh, let's be honest, I know just my age, I know yeah. a lot of people in this industry. So that's why we're really focused on technology. Okay, right. Because sometimes it'd be a lot to try to stretch yourself too thin in an area you don't know. So if it works, why fix what's not broken? Exactly, exactly. It's also 
people think mm-hmm. like it's a very small group of people, but particularly on the West Coast of the United States, the technology sector is very incestuous, meaning mm-hmm. people move around their Amazon for a minute, then they go over mm-hmm. to Taco, mm-hmm. then they're VMware, then mm-hmm. they're Salesforce. And so they build these relationships with trusted advisors in mm-hmm. all sorts of areas, including consulting. And when they move from one place to another, they call the people they trust first and say, Hey, I've landed somewhere. I need some help. So that's just how it works. Absolutely. So, and off of that note, how we basically are saying how this industry is ever evolving and constantly changing. How do you create fresh opportunities to best serve your customers and also your clients? Yeah. um, So I, it's stay curious. I really, I know that sounds super, uh, uh, Pollyanna-ish and even maybe simple, but I think that we can get really siloed into, I know Microsoft. I worked at Microsoft. I've been a consultant at Microsoft, so I could just do my business at Microsoft mm-hmm. and do that really well. But to, to read often, to stay curious when you see, oh my gosh, this leader is doing something different. Mm-hmm. I also think now more than ever, connecting your personal passions, your personal, whether it's right. activism, whether it's injustice, whether it's things that you've always sort of thought, that's really important to me. Look for leaders mm-hmm. who are taking a stand and saying, this is also important to me mm-hmm. because when you can align on something that maybe isn't even business related, right. you start having a totally different conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, they want to work, people want to work with like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. And so I don't actually actively do business uh, development. Everything in my business has been word of mouth. It's been referral. Mm. But what I'm finding is the more disparate groups that I pop into, that I have conversations with, that I learn from, things more organically show up that I never would have anticipated. So I think it's really important to start connecting. What are the pieces Mm -hmm. of you in your personal life that you care about? Because when you can bring your whole self to business, your endeavors, things will more naturally occur. Absolutely. And so would you say then that curiosity kind of allows you to also kind of have more flexibility and leverage, just think outside the box then? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like stay curious in in all things. And that even includes how you are running your business. Mm -hmm. Every single year we do a, I work with an executive business coach and we sit down and we do a business review. She's much smarter than me. And we look at what worked, what didn't work, what do I want more of, what do I want less of? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm sort of every six months, I look back and go, I would have never predicted this is what I would be doing right mm-hmm. now. And and I think the minute you, I think people get really attached to like a five-year plan right. or this is what I'm going to be doing in Q2, which then sort of stifles the opportunity for the magic, the to see the synchronicity, to go, mm-hmm. wow, I never thought I would be going in this direction. It showed up. I'm going to follow it and see if it makes sense for my business model. Mm-hmm. And so that flexibility to think outside the box, um, that's a hard thing. Yeah. When you're making money in the box and it's why do I want to step out of it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how do you make that okay for yourself, mm-hmm. for your employees, for your staff members, mm-hmm. for consultants, clients to come to you and say, hey, I have something totally different in mind. And what it means is you might lose business mm-hmm. or you might do something really differently with your consultancy mm-hmm. and trust that it's about the long game, I guess. It's mm-hmm. about that long-term relationship. And maybe it's not about Q2. It's about year four. So right. the long-term. Exactly. And I don't think most salespeople, myself included, mm-hmm. it's, most sales are very short-term focused. Right. 
it's hard to reward people for that relationship that's going to pay off three years from now mm-hmm. when companies are trying to stay in business in the next six months. So I understand that. Absolutely. And so what would kind of be then maybe some of your own tactics or advice for people who are trying to, obviously, we can be very short term people, how do we kind of change the mindset to be more long term and try to look for that longevity? Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, from an advice perspective, I always say, uh, it, it's this simple, it works. Mm-hmm. I now have done 50 this year. And so, mm-hmm. so I've been doing this long enough. Mm-hmm. in so many different ways that I had now, finally, I have the proof points of if you invest in the long-term relationship and you can let go of the immediate profit, mm-hmm. keep showing up for these people mm-hmm. over and over and over, it always, it, right. it, like, you're a results person, it always works. Mm-hmm. It, it, I've never had an incident where it didn't work, mm-hmm. but the piece is how do you leverage yourself? So let's look at it this way. A lot of consultancies invest in a really fancy office and the receptionist, right. really cool swag and all that. Super tempting. Totally get it. I was in an office space before COVID. But where can you allocate your resources so you're not like hampered by huge overhead and all these costs? Because mm-hmm. that's what drives, oh, gosh, we got to go make $20,000 this week. Now to cover it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how can you get creative? Well, this period of time we've gone through in 2020 has really shown us you could work from home. You may in the future of a, who knows, co-working spaces. I don't know. I think some of the old rules of we need all this overhead. We Mm -hmm. need all these like really impressive things. We need to have 10 coffees a week to net this amount of dollars. I don't think that's what people are valuing anymore. So Mm -hmm. it does work whether uh, you believe it or not, it works. And I think the other piece is, what I don't see happening is a level of empathy mm. uh, in the sales cycle for your purchaser. Right. So okay. stop at telling them about your product or your service or what you can do. Pause, find out what do they need for their business? What are their biggest fears? What are they worried about in the next six months? Mm-hmm. And then very quickly identify, oh, we don't do that. I've turned away way more business than I've landed where people have said, hey, we like you, we want to work with 1111. Mm-hmm. Can you do XYZ? And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's not our business model. Like, we right. don't do that. Be comfortable saying we don't do that. We you do this serve every thing. single person, and right? Mm-hmm. But people get it's a scarcity model, right? right. That uh, if I don't say yes to this, if I don't change my whole business model, to take advantage of this, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be successful. And I think Mm -hmm. if you stay in that space of that's not us, we're not for Mm -hmm. everybody. And then know your trusted partners and advisors and say, let me connect you with those people. Those people over and over come back to me. I remember you had integrity. I remember you Mm -hmm. told me you couldn't do this. Mm -hmm. And so now that I understand who you are, what you do, I now have the right, the right, uh, job requirements for you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And actually the one of the main things that stood out to me during that whole answer was what you said at the very beginning. Like please just talk about how important it is to show up for people. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned that you kind of said it again towards the end, like so with the integrity and everything, I just feel like that's something in business that we just don't emphasize enough how what it can do to really just show up for people. 
Yeah. It's, it's a, yesterday I was on a, a call with uh, one of my consultants. She's the first one in her family to go to college. Okay. Um, she's the first one in her family to have a corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, much of her family is uh, still on the continent of Africa. So wow. her story informs how she shows up mm-hmm. in the world and it informs how she shows up in this consulting role at Microsoft. And so to pause yesterday and just say, tell me your story. Let me understand because there's some communication differences that she didn't have the tools mm-hmm. she needed to be mm-hmm. successful. And I think we can immediately jump in like, how do you not know that? Well, because her life experience is different than different, my life. Yes. And so, and also factor. I mean, we're 30 years apart. Mm. So to understand um, how we show up in the world and our skin and our everything, it does inform how you do a job and how yes. you integrate into the business world. And I don't think people talk about it enough. And so we need to be able to say, where are you? How do I move you at where you are instead of trying right. to sort of form you into my idea of mm-hmm. what a good business person is, but instead go, okay, how do I make sure you have the tools to be successful? And so right. that it was one of, I mean, we have those conversations all the time. The mm-hmm. truth is, people my age have a mistrust of it. It mm-hmm. takes a lot of conversations before they say, right. oh gosh, Johnny really does have my back or oh gosh, Johnny really is listening to me. Mm-hmm. And not just asking to know your business or anything like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I definitely think it's something that's missed or just kind of misconstrued. It's like when I understand who you are as a person, you know, your journey and everything, I can then, like I said, converse with you. I can understand how you are as a business person, how you conduct business. And it really starts with that. And we miss sometimes that human factor, I think, in the business world. Yeah. End of the day, we're all people. I have a, yeah. my clients, I have some great clients who mm-hmm. they too will see at the end of the day, this is software. <laughs> it's not <laughs> us. Like it's not our whole being. It's computers not and software and tech. <laughs> Right. And so we have to pause, you know, I've had clients who they've told me that my consultant is battling breast cancer. And then I go, wait, what? You know, and then we find this out. We have folks who send me notes saying so-and-so is getting married you know, over Zoom and we want to contribute and we want to make sure we give a gift. How do we do that? And mm-hmm. so corporate compliance. And so those kinds of things, when I show up for my employees, for my mm-hmm. consultants, it gives them the space to be a little more vulnerable yeah. uh, and at work. That means they can raise their hand and say, I made a mistake. How do we fix this together? It means they raise their hand and say, things going on in the world right now. Um, I'm not okay. I need a minute. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this safety. I hate, I kind of hate the word safe space, mm-hmm. but everybody knows what that means. And so when you can create that in people's work endeavors, I kind of think that's how we change it. (laughs) I think that's how we change the world, right? It sounds sounds really pie in the sky, but I think that's where our business keeps coming back from. There's there's something uh, one of the leaders over at F5 said to me was, it's hard to put my finger on it, but Mm -hmm. every single one of your people, they're authentic, they're really smart, they're really Mm -hmm. good at what they do, but we just know they're going to be rock stars. Yeah. And that's because I think when we're having this discussion, when I'm meeting them, I'm not asking them about their resume and their skill set. I want to know who they are. I want to know what they want to do in the world. And we're either the right fit or we're not. So mm-hmm. 
hope that approach continues to build yeah. our business. We're still pretty new. We started mm-hmm. in May of 2016. Okay. So, uh, you know, we're coming up on five years. Wow, and so congrats. I know. Thank you. It <laughs> yeah. feels very like five years. Right. I feel like yesterday. <laughs> feels like a lifetime. Um, but come on, the last year feels like a lifetime. I was going to say, right. <laughs> <laughs> Time has been really weird the last 12 mm-hmm. months. So it, it, five years feels great. It feels like a milestone, like, oh gosh, I'm a grown up business. Uh, but I see that the next five years, mm-hmm. I really think will be an entirely different company yeah. uh, five years from now. And that's, ex- and I don't mean size wise. I hope it's from an influence and what we're doing. The right. Internal a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. So for any of our listeners who are tuning in, where should they go for more information about 1111 Solutions or even just to connect with you? Because obviously it sounds like you're an amazing person. And some people might just want to see your face and hear more from you. Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, our website is www.eleven11solutions.com. We're on Instagram at 11, the word, dot, one, one dot solutions. Um, either of those are great places to just sort of like get a little vibe of our back end community, what people are interested in, what our passions are, what we're reading, what we're like, what podcasts we're listening to like this one. So I think those are the first places I would go. Um, yeah, this has been great talking to you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And thank you for joining us, Johnny Wrestler. Thank you so much for your time and having, it was a pleasure to have you. Absolutely. Have a great one. You as well. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media, then go ahead and subscribe give us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.